Jesus was right there with me. I prayed every day, probably most of the days, and just thinking, I just can't make it one more day. I remember so many days thinking, this is it. I just cannot do this anymore, Lord. Allie's husband was an alcoholic and verbally abusive. She wanted to leave him, but a Focus on the Family broadcast convinced her to stay. So I decided, okay, God, I'll be the witness you want me to be. You need to help me. You need to be that person that I need as a husband and a father for my children to help me know what I should do. I'm Jim Daly. Thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Focus on the Family was there to strengthen and save Allie's family. We gave her hope for a better future. And today, her marriage is thriving. Working together, we can help more families like Allie's, bringing God's truth to desperate situations. Give today at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash RealFamilies. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash Parenting Podcast. Children go through so many changes during adolescence. So many emotional changes occur. It's really normal for preteens to experience more intense feelings or for their self-confidence to take a nosedive. Today, we're going to help you encourage your kids as they deal with common emotions and fears like, what if nobody likes me? And what if I don't measure up? And what if? I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta. He's a licensed clinical social worker and heads up our parenting department here at Focus on the Family. Today, we're going to hear a conversation uh, that Jim Daly and I had with Danny and author Jesse Manassian a while back. We discussed how to talk to kids about the physical changes that happen during adolescence. Jesse, let me ask you, uh, the discussion with girls is a different discussion, obviously, Mm -hmm. and there are three guys sitting here with you, so you've got to represent this. I don't even know what that discussion's like, because with young girls, there's so much that's going to take place with their body. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. again, they're going to develop, their breasts will develop, they're going to have their first period. It's very different from the boys. Boys, basically, they're just going to smell bad. (laughs) So they've got they've got to you know make sure hygiene is somewhere in their in their daily hopefully daily yeah, routine. Yeah. But boys do compare size though, Jim. Well, yes, right? the, yeah, yeah, yeah. muscles. Muscle and I went through that yeah. in high school. Yeah, but the but the point is it's more complicated. Sure, at least from where I sure. sit, maybe yeah. you say no. No, but yeah, what is. what is a mom particularly in that discussion with the daughter? How yeah. do you handle that uh, gingerly and with the right attitude? Yeah, that's difficult because they're going through and starting their menstrual cycle, that's a very traumatic thing for a young woman. And some of them, puberty is starting so early now for many girls. Well, sometimes that, catching them by surprise. Absolutely. Mom hasn't it's had that opportunity or yeah, hasn't taken yeah, the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So I can't emphasize enough the importance of beginning these conversations early before they're even beginning to develop to talk about your body will be changing at that time. And then as you start to see, um, you know, breast buds developing to start either um, using launch or just in conversation conversation to begin talking about what changes are going to come and to do it in as casual and conversational way as possible so that they know that they can come to you with questions and it will be multiple conversations. I remember walking into a, a public restroom with my girls. They were fairly young, probably 
six, seven at the time, and there were some feminine products out. And so the girls are like, what are those? And so that opened up the opportunity to discuss in, a, in an early stage and what will be coming with the menstrual cycle. And so I thought we were good. I checked that box off. I'm like, sweet, we got that done early. And now we don't need yeah. to worry about it for a while. And sure enough, uh, you know, as their friends started having their periods, we had to talk about it again. And, and I thought that they'd already received this information, right. but we you had to discuss, discuss it again. And as they've gotten older, we've gotten into more detail. And then as they've begun their cycles, then having the conversations um, all over again and help guiding them through it. It can be a really scary time. Um, someone close to me, they they thought they were dying. They had not been told that this would be coming. And so they woke up right. in the morning and they thought their life was about to end. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, It'd be very it's... traumatic. And so walking them through it um, is so important. Yeah. And dads play a significant role with daughters, Jim. I think that's important to, to throw in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really do think that when when these changes are happening, dads can begin to teach how they need to be treated yes. by a, a, Absolutely. A, man, a boy around them. Because we do have guys that are consumers, right? And yes. you need to be able to find the guys that are contributors and genuinely care about who you are. They need to be also begin to learn that their clothing communicates something externally as their bodies are changing. That awareness is important for us as dads to step into and, and have conversations with our daughters about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried to normalize a lot of that uh, kind of interaction with my girls, and I think it helped. I think. I'm sure it did. It, it, that plays a huge role. I recently was in a um, taxi cab with a driver was telling me that when his daughters started their period, they actually called him to tell him they had this kind of relationship with their daddy. And he went to the store and bought them a red velvet cake. I am not making this up. <laughs> and balloons and brought it home and they threw a big party. And I thought how sweet to have that kind of relationship with your daddy to where he would celebrate this well, coming and, of age with you. And that points to the passage from childhood to you know, mm-hmm. young adulthood, mm-hmm. certainly. It, you speak to that issue of how do we do that. I think for girls that might be a little easier because physically they're changing and they're changing in demonstrable ways that they know and mom and dad know. Yeah. Boys, it's a little more subtle to have that recognition of the passage. In our culture, we really don't do a lot, particularly with boys, to say you're no longer a boy, you're now a young man and you need to go this way and think this way. So how do we more formally do that, Danny? Yeah, the way we did in our home is at the age of 13, we had a big party, a celebration for my son. And I encourage families to do this in my counseling practice. And that is to look at what what men have spoken into your life as a dad and invite them to this party and have them write a letter of blessing and encouragement to your son. My son still has that, and I'll ask him, hey, do you... You looked at that lately, and that, that book is there for him to be reminded about these men praying for him, and they committed to praying for him in these teen years. We'll have another celebration uh, coming up here this fall as he's he just turned 16, and then at 18, sending him off. We need to remind them that life is about celebrations and new steps and leveling up and more expectation, more responsibility. And at that 13, we talked about the responsibilities and ownership that little decisions begin to make the big decisions of our lives. And that's at 13, you begin to own that more and more. And that's a handing off to him and a blessing as a dad in front of men that have spoken into my life. And uh, even if you have one man that has spoken to your life, invite him, have a dinner. And uh, it doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be simple, but it's a stopping point where you're 
uh, pressing a reset button for your son and helping him see that you want intentionally building him and committing as a dad to do that with him. Jesse, what's a the female equivalent of that? Because we do, that's um, raising a modern day night. That topic we've mm-hmm. covered, how to, how to help a young man, a boy, become a man. I've not heard a lot in the, the girl space when it comes to that. That's a great point. I think we can naturally tend to focus on, you know, starting your period as kind of that turning point for a right. young woman. And that can be a great celebration or even just getting together to talk about their changing body and everything, having a weekend away or um, going through a curriculum like launch and having some kind of a reward at the end, getting to go out together or going somewhere yeah. together um, just to celebrate that. But I love what Danny said about other adults speaking into their life. And I've had several friends who have done this for their teen daughters or 13, 16, 18 at those milestones to have women pouring into them, writing them letters of encouragement, of challenge for them and yeah. what to experience in their life. That is really some great advice from Danny and from Jesse. And uh, it's helpful to prepare your kids for those physical and emotional changes that they're going to experience during the teen years. Um, I remember Danny at one point, one of my boys, he was 13, he just started crying. And yeah. it, it, he looked at me, like, what's wrong with me? I mean, it, so and I true. just said, so this is part of the deal. Uh, yeah. How do we prepare our preteens for those awkward emotional things that are going to be happening? Well, how do we prepare as parents first, right? Well, thank <laughs> you, a, yes. Those can get pretty contagious fast. Yeah. And you st- a lot of parents start to panic when they see, especially the, the, the much more intense emotions of anger, frustration, uh, the always or nevers that come out and, and create a sense of depression in kids. These emotions are very real to, to, the, to the preteens. And so you want to be sensitive to that, but allow yourself to be calm in the moment, to guide them through these emotions. So if, they, if you start to see emotions explode, help your preteen know that those are signals. Go hmm. back to the thoughts. What are you thinking? What do you see? Help me see what you're seeing because your emotions are spilling out. I see those. Help me see the thoughts that you're wrestling with and then help them learn the idea that when I feel this, I tend to do this. That connection needs to happen going into the teen years to have self-awareness. When I feel depressed, I tend to eat a lot, get angry. What, what do you tend to do? Help them see those patterns and figure out what do you need to do to begin to reverse the momentum that emotions create because emotions can create an ongoing momentum. And if it doesn't shift... That's when you need to start looking for counseling. If, if, if a person, a, a preteen is angry and they continue to be angry and, and, and frustrated and depressed and continue to wrestle with that, it's going to be time to potentially go see a counselor. Okay, so um, I, I know it's hard because every child is different. Every teen is going to be different. But give me an idea of what kind of a time frame are we talking about? If I see my child is uh, unmotivated, seems depressed, is experiencing a lot of anger, I mean, isn't that all part of the package? How long should it go before I start to say, well, we might need some outside help here? Uh, the, the teen years are normally downs and ups. Yeah. If a child is just down, 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 and you've gone a month, two months, three months, it's time to seek some help, at least for an evaluation. What's happening? How do we change the momentum? It doesn't mean you're committing to a contract of 10 years in counseling. It could be one simple evaluation, and they say, hey, it's just normal. Or they may say, yeah, this is a, a big concern. 
And in my private practice, when teens come in, we get to look at that. What are the patterns that are happening? Mm-hmm. What was a child like before the preteen years? What has happened in their life that could have caused even worsening emotions yeah. and perceptions in the teen? Do they see any hope? There's some key, there's some key things we need to look at uh, because there are some some dark moments in the teen years, and it could it could be that they have a dark moment in the morning one uh, on Monday, and by afternoon it's their the happiest day of their life. Yeah, and just knowing that that there's that roller coaster ride, but when they're stuck in one direction, there's concern there. Even if they're stuck on always being happy, and you, is that really real mm. and true? Because that's not true to life either. Yeah. We can't be in the sunshine the whole time. We'll get sunburn, right? Yeah. yeah. So I hear you saying a month, two months, three months. If it hits the months stage, it's probably time to say, this doesn't feel normal. We'd like to go kind of get some help. Yeah, help us understand it. Emotions are signals. Yeah. We're just responding to the signals. Excellent. Well, if you've got preteens or teens, be sure to check out all the resources Focus on the Family has to offer. Specifically, I'll point out the Launch Into the Teen Years video series with Jesse and Danny, and there are six sessions to watch and to discuss with your kids about important topics like we discussed today. And uh, we'd ask that you help cover the costs with a $60 gift. And when you do, we'll send you that series as our way of saying thank you. So donate, get the details, get the kit, uh, click on the episode notes, or call 800, the letter A, and the word family. And next time, we'll talk about how you can help your daughter develop a healthy identity in what is an increasingly toxic culture. For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.